Well, the holiday season has arrived, and with it comes all the holiday parties and the tempting goodies that can really put the pounds on you before you know it. So I had a chance to talk to Maureen Franklin, a registered dietitian nutritionist with Upstate Medical University, and she's got some tips on how to survive this time of year. So what happens to us this time of year? I mean, we kind of go crazy. Thanksgiving comes, and we certainly it's, a, it's an eating frenzy, and then we go on from there. Well, I think what happens is our defenses tend to go down in terms of that because we start with Thanksgiving. Sometimes it even starts with Halloween and the candy. <laughs> That's true. Um, Forgot so that. So <laughs> it actually starts in October for me a lot of times working with clients. Right. And I see the Thanksgiving in terms of that meal that we're only going to get something once a year. But if you really look at that meal, it's things that we have a lot, but we have that mental idea that, oh, I have to have the pie or I have to have this. It's true. And I think that's what happens to clients when I work with them. They're like, oh, well, it's Thanksgiving and it's one day. Day, and it is one day. But you can still take that one day, I think, and say, well, I could have pumpkin pie instead of mashed potatoes because I can always have mashed potatoes. And uh, unless you really like the mashed potatoes that my sister fixes, my son does. <laughs> um, and then I think you have to make those kinds of choices. And I think that's what happens. Sometimes we don't make the choices. We consider it a one day type thing. But I find that one day leads to after Thanksgiving, then you might have holiday parties. And then you have the cookies. And then you have the cookie dis, you know, trays and chocolates everywhere. Chocolates everywhere and the availability of food. And then I think sometimes we're like, oh, it's the holidays. But one thing I, I always say to clients is the holidays will always come. They're always here, so it's not a big surprise. But we tend to like, oh, it's Christmas. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. It's like, yep, comes every year. But you need to think about that and say, I want cookies. Okay, if you want cookies. I think that's an important thing. Sometimes people go with the idea that I shouldn't be having them, but I really want them. And then they tend to overeat because of that guilt feeling. It's interesting. It's kind of a vicious circle there, it isn't is. it? But it's it's interesting also that that concept of it's it's once a year, so you better get it in. I right. mean that that it's kind of that rush, you know, the food rush, right. the frenzy. It's right. almost like a food frenzy. I think. Oh yeah, and I think it's just because of that. There's and sometimes it's associated with families that there's a certain thing that you know your aunt or your mother or your grandmother made, and they make it at the holidays time. And it's like, well, you could make it other times. We just tend to associate with that, right. so then we tend to think of that as special thing. And there are a lot of things that. We, you know, cranberry stuffing, different stuffing that people only make at certain times. And if that's that special time that you want that food, I think it's important for people to say, well, I'm going to have it. But do I need the other stuff that goes I with it? I think that's your key point here that's very important is this issue of making choices. That it's not you have to have it all, but you can make yes. very, very careful choices. Mm -hmm. And that it will come again, God willing. You'll have it the following right. year. So what, do you, what have you seen? What's an average weight gain? Well, it depends on the clients. You know, I've read different things, and they'll say five pounds, seven pounds, three pounds. You know, I really think it depends on the client in terms of it because I think what can happen is it can creep up on you. It's not like, oh, I ate Thanksgiving dinner and Christmas, and, uh, you know, in two weeks I gained seven pounds in terms of it. I think it's with anything in terms of, of weight gain. It's, it's a very gradual that we don't tend to see, and we think we'll catch it. Okay, it was Christmas. Okay, I had a few cookies. I'll catch that. But then that tends to lead us into other sometimes not as well good choices. Yeah. And that the weight gain slowly comes in terms of it. Or we decrease our exercise because we're so stressed with making cookies or shopping and those kinds of things. Yeah, speaking about stress, it seems to me stress has to play a huge role in this whole picture because it is a stressful time of year. Mm -hmm. it, the, the whole stress of everybody needing, you know, the stress of having to be happy when maybe your life isn't so perfect. And... Um, 
it seems that people will often eat for comfort reasons. Oh, definitely. And I think that's a key thing that people need to realize, not only at the holidays, but anytime there's so much emotional eating that we do. Do we eat because we're hungry? Um, probably a lot of the times people don't. We eat because we're mad, sad, glad, um, all of the above, frustrated in terms of it. And we use eating as, as an outlet. We don't think, okay, I'm eating these cookies. Do do they taste good? Sometimes people eat things and then they just say, well, I ate it and then I'm upset and I'm mad at myself and now I'm, I'm going to go off my diet. And we get into that whole negative cycle, as I tell people. It's kind of like a little the rat on the little wheel. We just keep negative, negative, negative. So interesting, Maureen, because I remember reading somewhere recent studies that have shown that the first bite or sometimes even the first and second bite are the most pleasurable of something that you eat. Mm -hmm. And then somehow we have this compulsion to continue, even when it's not particularly pleasurable after that, to eat a particular thing. Yes. So yes. It's, it's interesting that somehow if you could develop this concept, and I think I read it, it's termed mindful eating, that yes. you're paying attention to how it is you eat as opposed to just kind of shoveling it in. Oh, definitely. And that's a, a, one of the biggest new concepts. I mean, we've been teaching it for a long time, but now there's books out there, studies out there, and it's always saying that, do you eat with your stomach? No, more than likely we eat with our mind and we eat for the emotional type thing. And when you, an interesting thing is when you look at how kids eat, kids are like two bites, three bites, they're done. But as adults, what do we, finish your meal. Finish that, you don't get dessert. Finish your plate type thing. So as adults, I think we've kind of lost that sense of, am I truly hungry? Do I really need this? Because we think we have to finish it. Or, you know, with work schedules, you only have a half hour, so you eat. You might say, I'm not really hungry today. What's <laughs> happening? But we eat because it's lunch, and that's the only time I'm going to get that food. And that's where a lot of that emotional, mindful concept comes in. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a great concept. It's a tough concept for people to think about because everyone is so geared towards dieting, lose the weight, you know, cut the calories, not that, not say, I like cookies, I like cookies, have a cookie. But to me, if you're going to have a cookie, you have a cookie that tastes good, it, you know, to and me, maybe the just choices, once. <laughs> right, and really savor, like you said, in terms of the one or two, three bites, taste the cookie. Are you tasting it because it has a memory associated with it? Are you tasting it because it's really a good cookie? Um, you know, there's, I always tell clients, there's, I consider it cheap chocolate and good chocolate. If you like chocolate, get a taste of good chocolate. If it's cheap chocolate, it's like, uh, it's had that funny taste, Plastic. but people keep <laughs> eating it because it's chocolate. So I think that's a mindful thing that people need to realize. That's and very it's, interesting. it's a really tough concept for people to work on. So during the holidays, what are the main culprits? I mean, obviously, well, let me go back to another question first, actually. What do you do? Isn't it rude if you're going to a party or you're at a buffet there's this sense that you're not making merry. You're not, you know, you're not having that drink or you're not having that, uh, I don't know, pigs in the blanket or whatever that's being uh -huh. passed by. I mean, how do you do it artfully? And well, you can do certain things like, personally, I don't like um, Bloody Marys. But if I really wanted to pretend that I wanted to have a drink, I could have a Bloody Mary. I wouldn't drink it. I'd be sipping <laughs> oh, on it. Oh, that's interesting. But I would have something in my hand. Sometimes the minute you have something in your hand, your host is, oh, they're set. They're all set. I can go on to the next person. If you that's don't have very something clever, in your hand, <laughs> it's that concept, you know. Or even if you have a glass of water um, or get a fizzy soda, seltzer water, something in your hand or a plate of something. But again, take a smaller plate. Take the little dessert plate. If it's a buffet, go around the buffet. Look at, make choices. Think of it as a food budget. Where do I want to spend my calories? Where do I really want to put that food? 
Is it in macaroni and cheese that somebody makes and is delicious, or is it in shrimp, or is it in carrot sticks? Most people eat the carrot sticks because they're like, oh, I really don't want these carrot sticks, <laughs> you know. But if they fill your plate up and you're like, okay, my plate is full. Again, it's that mindful eating. The visual when your plate's full, you're going to feel more satisfied too. So basically, that's a very clever idea though about holding a drink that you don't want to drink, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think obviously, as you said it. You, you you appear to be having a wonderful right. time or you appear to be <clears throat> partaking in the making merry, but you don't necessarily pack on those calories. Right. So that leads me to <clears throat> ask you, is alcohol one of the main culprits in terms oh, of... Oh, I think it can be, definitely. In terms of, you know, if there's an eggnog drink, if there's a specialty type drink, if there's like a pina colada that you don't typically have, again, when you look at that, the key with that is, you know, is there cream? Is there extra calories from the um, the, the alcohol? And then the other is the, the size of your glass. How big is your wine glass? You know, when I talk to clients and I say, oh, we're serving sizes of five ounce, they look at me like, what's that? It's like, well, it's probably two times what your glass size is. You know, I see things on the movies and they have those giant wine glasses. And I think, wow, that's probably about 20 ounces of wine, you know. But again, to people, it's a wine glass. So again, look at the size of it. Can you get a smaller? Can you only fill it up halfway? Could you put some seltzer in it? If you do like wine, make your own little wine cooler. Those kinds of tips. That's great. And I also love this idea of taking a smaller plate if you can because Mm -hmm. it really... It, it kind of forces your forces your hand, so to speak. Right, and it the limits bigger the what plate, you can take. the more you're going to fill because, again, that concept is fill our plate, eat what's on our plate. So the smaller plate, and make those decisions. that Make it something that you really want. Make it a choice. Don't make it something that I'm just eating this because it's here. If you really want that food, just like we talked about, savor it, taste it, and enjoy it. If a couple bites do you, you're fine. You can leave what's. You can go on to the next food in terms of it. I think these are great tips. Very, very, very interesting also. So it seems to me also that a lot of the stress of the holidays comes around this whole gift-giving idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, people want to give the perfect gift and often get the perfect gift. So how... How can you incorporate some healthy food choices in in gift-giving, for example? Well, I think a couple interesting concepts are um, I like different, you know, play around with different grains. And again, sometimes people like quinoa or bulgur or barley that maybe people don't do a lot with. So that could be something you could say, go into a bulk food section and get little small packets and make them up and then maybe give someone a special pot to cook it in. Um, I love all the new different vinegars that are out in terms of the flavored vinegars, the balsamic vinegars. But again, would someone want to buy a giant bottle, but maybe you could buy them a bottle and then you can buy them a little container, kind of something nice to go with it for pouring in that. Um, Different oil different herbs Uh, I like to garden I think that would be a cool thing that you get people a bunch of heirloom seeds and then get the garden garden equipment to go with it those kinds of things where you can take off on the healthy things that we're talking about like oh maybe you buy someone grapeseed oil that they would never spend the money to buy and then you buy them a little fresh herb plant to go with it those kind of neat concept type things Um, you could do family we've done like family movie nights you buy the the movie to go for the family but then you can buy like you know, low-fat popcorn or graham crackers, um, you know, not the typical fruit basket all the time, those kinds of things. That's a great idea. Those really are. And you've, obviously you've done them. I like to do that. <laughs> I like the, the theme ideas sometimes. You know, I mean, coffees and teas, you can do all the, you know, with all the different teas that are out, you could buy a little, a nice teapot or just someone to have a, 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 their own little teacup and then the different herbal teas that are out there. Or the oh, special green teas types. and black teas that green are supposed to be healthy, healthy for teas. you. Green mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wonderful. So basically what you're saying is this, there are a lot of choices in terms of both 
gift giving, but also the way that you <clears throat> manage the holidays in terms of how you, you know, um, make your own food choices. Right. And I think you have to enjoy the holidays. That's an important thing. Don't make it so, you know, you have to do the, the cookie exchange and you're stressed out and then you're eating five cookies while you're batching them up because you're just driving yourself crazy in terms of it. I think sometimes we have to let some things go and say, that has to be shelled for now, and I have to do what's going to work for me. But still enjoy the holidays, but also enjoy the people. I think that's an important thing. Sometimes, you know, at the buffet, well, don't put yourself at the buffet table. Put yourself farther away so you can talk to people. Get your food and get out of that area in terms of Because, again, if you're there, you're going to be picking. You're going to be eating and grabbing and then say, why did I do that? Well, because it was availability. It was right there. It's that mindless eating then we get into. That's very interesting. <clears throat> How about when you're doing the preparing yourself for the dinners or for the foods? Are there healthier choices that you can make? As the person who's pr providing the food? Oh, definitely, I think. I think you can get into more fruits and vegetables. We can try, like, more different vegetables that people maybe haven't tried. We can do different grains. I think you can try maybe some of the different types of fruits that are out there, like star fruit and things that people say, well, I've looked at that, but I've never seen it. Or different ones that are some tropical ones and serve those as, like, a fruit, you know, with a fruit tray. Um, and you can make different things. I love the new Greek yogurts that are out there, so you can make dips with the Greek yogurt. You can put fruit. You could put a little onion seasoning. Those kinds of things make them a different kind of dip along that way. So not only in terms of how you respond to the holiday, but in terms of what you offer if mm -hmm. you are the hostess or you host. You can definitely offer, I think, You can offer choices. healthier choices. Mm -hmm. So where can people, I mean, generally, where would you recommend people look for resources for this kind of thing? Um, well, I think... Uh, there's a couple great websites. I tend to use ones um, from the Diabetes Association, and there's a couple good ones out there that are um, geared towards diabetics. And why I like those, it's not just with diabetes, it's because they have the calorie value. So people can look at the fat content, they can look at the carbs, they can look at the sodium. I like to be able to look at a recipe and say, okay, this is how you can use it if you're looking at sodium or you're looking at carbs, those kinds of things. So there's some great ones out there. Um, there's tons of information now on people's iPhones that they can look up, and I think that's an important thing. You can look up oh, I was going to go into this restaurant and this is what I was going to eat. And you look it up your phone and go, oh, well, I'm not <laughs> Maybe <eating> not. <laughs> and there's um, probably about 10 different apps that are out there. And those are great things in terms of, and there's a lot of good resource books out there. Well, too. that sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. My, oh, my guest has been Maureen Franklin, registered dietitian with Upstate Medical University at Community General. Lots of great tips for us. Thanks, Maureen. You're welcome.